0: Well, good morning, Radiant Life. It is so good to be here with you. And I want to be sure to reiterate, next Sunday morning, do not miss. Some of you, you're going to help. You can sign up. You can just show up, be in the gym, 830. We're going to have a lot of fun. But we need everybody to be here as we believe we're going to have a lot of guests with us. And that means we need a lot of us with us so that we can show people what churches, how to worship, how to do these things just as we come together to seek Jesus. And we believe that God is going to move. We're going to have fun. We're going to have some things for kids. It's going to be great. Obviously a lot of eggs, but we need you here. So if you were thinking it's an egg hunt day, I don't want to go, I don't have kids. No, the opposite. Come. In fact, come for both services, just hang out, and we're going to have a good time. And uh, so look forward to next Sunday morning. In fact, maybe on the way in, you saw the billboard across from the hospital right out there that we have our our mega extravaganza billboard up there, Radiant Life Church. And would you pray this week that God just gets some people like, huh, maybe kids are like, I want to go because there's eggs. Maybe some parents are just drawn in. Maybe God would draw them. They don't even know, but I feel we should go. And let's believe that God is going to speak to some people because that's what it is all about it's not about eggs it's a lot easier to not do eggs but it's about getting people into the house of god who maybe don't know him yet and uh, so thank you for being a part and for joining with us and it's just going to be a wonderful wonderful morning one more time if next week you wake up and you're like oh i forget 8:30. be here at 8 30 and you can just show up and we'll put you to work and be sure to be here for service right when it starts at 9.30 and then 11 o'clock second service as we have a great, great Sunday morning going after Jesus and hopefully seeing a lot of people come to know him. Well, once again, thank you for being here today. We are in week two of our Faithfulness Matters little sermon series here, and over the last uh, few days personally, it's just been fun. I believe God has just been continuing to maybe speak to me personally. I hope he speaks to you personally, and I, I believe that God is, is speaking. As we've been in Matthew chapter 25, last week, the middle portion, uh, the, on Wednesday night, we went over the first few verses of Matthew chapter 25. So we looked at the parable of the ten virgins, and being ready or not ready for the return of the master. Right? That's a big deal. Wednesday night, we talked about. Last Sunday morning, we talked about the parable of the talents. If you weren't with I'll fill you in. The master went away and gave one talent uh, to one servant, two talents to another, gave five talents to a third. And for a long time, maybe you've heard that before, and maybe it's like, man, the poor person with one talent, like sometimes that's what we take out of it. That poor just cheated individual that did, just didn't get anything. And we talked about last week that each talent, if we took from their day to our day, and their day is about 20 years worth of salary, which in our day, that would be like $1.25 million that the one talent person was given by the master. How many think you could maybe do something with $1.25 million? Anybody in the house? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Not a problem. Uh, the five talent person, that means got, you know, $6 million. That's pretty good too. We'll take $6 million. The point was not what was given the point is everybody is given a lot and what are we going to do with what god has given us and the ones that let god move and showed up and and they they saw two talents turn to four or five turned to ten what they were told told well done good and faithful servant now welcome come into the door of the master I don't know about anybody else, but I'm so thankful. It's not our joy and our every, it's his. It's Everything's his. The talents are his. Our joy comes from him, and they got to experience what God had. The one, we don't want to talk about that, that's not so good, wasn't allowed to come in to the joy of the master. Now as we jump here to the last several verses of Matthew chapter 25, uh, in my Bible, it is titled, The Final Judgment. Now, it's going, to be, it's going to be a, a serious sermon today, right? If it's, if it's got the title, Final Judgment. Good news, the little titles on your Bible, if you did not know, that is something that we add. That's, that's not the Bible. That's not the original authors writing this in here. Uh, that's what we add. So all the little headings and those things, uh, those are, are from us. So maybe it'll, maybe it'll be softer than the Final Judgment. But let's read it together, and you can decide for yourself whether that is a good title this morning. Matthew twenty five thirty one through 46. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me in naked. and You did not clothe me sick in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, Truly, I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away. Into eternal punishment. But the righteous. Into eternal life. I think the Bible people. That wrote in these things got it. The final judgment right. Wow. This chapter over and over and over again. Talking about are we ready. Are we. Have we done what we are supposed to do. Have we used what God has given us. Closes out one more time. Reminding us that faithfulness matters maybe the question for us this morning did you take care of the king an individual level an individual question that is the question did you you could throw your name you can ask did I take care of the king did I take care of the master did I do what I was called to do did I very clearly take care of those who were in need. Now, before we jump in and talk about this further, I think it's important to realize that in this moment, in Matthew chapter 25, we're only a few verses, in fact, the very next few verses in chapter 26 go into a plot the plot to kill Jesus. And only the next few little parts here, we get to see that Jesus was just about, only a couple of days, a few days away, from going and being put on a cross. Now, he is talking here, laying out this parable, laying it out before us. And it seems kind of wild uh, of just, man, he's the king. He's going to come. The angels, all of these things. And he was only a few days away from being put on a cross. You know what else is interesting? If you want to take the next few days of Jesus' life, the disciples, the great men of faith and power that were around him, what were all of them going to do? They were all going to bail on him. He was going to be betrayed. He was going to be cursed at. He was going to, by his own, he was going to be left and abandoned by every one of them. That's the people that, when you think of Jesus, I don't think anybody thinks of Jesus, besides when he's in heaven, as someone who walked around the earth as this rich person. A life of simplicity, a life of people around him, blessing him, helping him get, get, just food, basically. He didn't have some great compound, some great place or castle. No, he lived a life of simplicity. So when you think of Jesus in this moment, as he's telling this story, as he's talking about what would come and about coming back someday, you think of someone who was about to go be put to death, who was about to have all his friends leave him, who didn't really have anything on this earth. And sometimes in our life, we're like, well, we have to have so much. If I don't drive a certain level of car, whatever that means. If I don't have a certain house with nice square footage, or maybe, maybe it's the house is fine, but the countertops aren't, so therefore my house isn't good enough. Or, what, Whatever it is, those are silly things. But in our life, there's things that we would say, well, I don't have. When you take Jesus in the moment that he's talking this story, he didn't have any of that stuff. He didn't have any of it. And I want us to be sure that we realize that it's not about how many talents, once again, the last story. It's not about what we think we have. It's not about our ease, but it's about am I being faithful to the call of God? Because what was Jesus' call? To live a life of simplicity, to go to the cross, to die for his people, to do it no matter what was gone and who was going against him, all of his disciples. He was fulfilling his call in the middle of what seemed like what no one else would want to deal with. And in our lives, are we doing that? But I also want to be sure that we realize, and you realize, that what you are going through now does not define where you will be in the future. And there's people that come into this place, maybe a couple, maybe more, I don't know, but that come in, maybe there's discouragement, or there's loss, or there's something, I just don't feel like I have what I need to be able to do what God would have, or to be much for God. And I want to know that that is not from God. He loves you. He cares for you. He's got you. You have enough. You're going to make it. He's going to get you what you need. Maybe you need a job or you need something in your life. He's going to be there. Maybe you need a healing in your life. And guess what? He's either going to heal you. Come on, I'm for you. Or he might help you walk through that. He's going to be there. He's not left you or forsaken you. And the son, the king, is coming. And we must be ready. Because when the Son of Man comes in his glory, it says, and all the angel with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another. And I pray that we, his church, will be ready. I pray that if you come in here and you're like, I don't know if I would put my out of the church. I'm not talking radiant life either. I'm talking his kingdom. Uh, you're a follower of Jesus. Then I want to encourage you. And I believe that the Lord will speak to you. If you're not a follower of jesus i believe he's knocking on your heart that's why you're here today he loves you he cares for you and he wants to open the door he wants you to join him to be a part of the family that's why we call ourselves the radiant family because we want people we want our world to be a part of what's happening and jesus you to be a part of his family he loves you he's coming and if we can come and we can be ready then we're going to be called and we're going to be told, wow, you've done it. You're you're going to be with me. To be with him in paradise forever. The sun is coming. And the question this morning is, did you take care of the king? As a church, have we and are we taking care of the king? Are we doing what God has called us to individually and coming together and doing it collectively? Because in this parable as it's spoken it's interesting to me that the king said you did all of these things for me you fed me you cared for me you took care of me you gave me water you visited me all of these things and the people don't even understand the people are like when when did we do these things when did we care for you when did we take care of you and what is said when you did it to the least of these. When you gave somebody a drink of water, you gave me a drink of water. When you gave somebody some food or some clothes, when you take, took care of them when they were in need, when you loved somebody in a way that maybe didn't make sense to the rest of the world, but you showed them care and concern, you took care of me. It is the most simple message of what the gospel is all about, and that is that Jesus loves, us and died for us so that we could have eternal life with him, so we could live with him. And he asked us to do the same, to lay it down, to love the person on our right or left, maybe in this room, but maybe to love the person at your apartment on your right or left that plays the loud music, or to love the person at your work, that for some reason they just don't like you. And to say, Lord, I'm not going to not like them. I'm going to love them. I'm going to take care of someone that may be in need. I'm going to take care of someone that literally has a a need. They need water. They need food. They need clothes. Lord, I'm not sure how, but you call. I'm going to answer. Lord, whatever it takes. The people, they didn't have this, this big plan even to necessarily accomplish these things because they didn't even know they were doing it. And I pray, Lord, would you help my heart be one That it's the natural bend of my heart that when someone's in need, it's not because I want some recognition or because I want some award or because I want anything. It's because someone's in need that I'm going to say, Lord, before even having to talk to the Lord, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to be there for them. I'm going to welcome them in. I'm going to visit them, care for them, clothe them, feed them, give them water, because that's just who we are as followers of Jesus. We are called to to serve and to honor and to love the Lord. Let his goodness be poured forth. Did you take care of the king? Taking care of the king does not depend on the knowledge you have amassed or the fame acquired or the fortune that you have gained. Those things we don't get to take with us. But on the help that you have given. If you want to take care of the king, help the people around you. Help those that are in need. Help those who need something from the Lord in this life. Let God lead you. Not in a calculating way, but just in the Lord, I'm going to help every person that I can. I'm going to love people. I'm going to take care of people. And I love the church. I love being a part of the church because I get to do something on my own. Is this cutting out? Can you bring that microphone? Thank you. That I want, like what is it that I need to do? I want to be able to help. So when we're the church, then we get to come together and we get to do more together than we could ever do separately, right? We get to do so much more. Last week, we got to talk about, in fact, if you guys in the booth could throw on the screen, uh, last week we talked about this card and in 2021, Radiant Life Church was able to give away over $550,000 from this place to the world on that top Top line. We got to help a church on the hilltop get into a brand new building. We got to help launch a church, uh, the gathering in Marysville. We got to see and support over 70 missionaries every month with $170, which is awesome, including a few I, a few of you that are Ohio State missionaries right up here. We love it. It's like we get a support to see young people know and love Jesus. Go, ye offering. In November, we gave $34,000. $34,000 you gave to go. 10,000 for projects and 24 that went to every nation or people group of the world to fulfill the Great Commission with our money. We got to see $34,000 go or so to to, uh, came in for Royal Family Kids Camp. They could use more help, I'm sure, more money. They could use all the stuff, right? We believe in it. Why? Because foster care. What are some of these things, those that need help are foster kids and foster parents. And we supply a camp. ...for kids that maybe have never had a true birthday party. And we throw a birthday party for them. We give them gifts. We get to share the love of Jesus. That's what we've got to do. Just this last year, God is so good. And my question is, are we taking care of the King? And I pray as a church... Lord, I pray that we're doing what you've called us to. And we're going to do more if more can be done. And in fact, for this next year on the bottom part of this card... ...we want to see some different things take place... We want to see new missionaries picked up. We're believing for ten new missionaries, it costs about twenty-one thousand dollars. We want to see raises from one seventy 170 to one seventy-five for our missionaries, uh, which it just raised five dollars a month. But it's better. It's a raise. That right, Kenji? Some uh, some of those cheering ones right there. Like, come on, that's about forty-five hundred dollars. We want to start an SEU Ohio scholarship to bless those that are looking—a a girl, a young man, a young woman—who are jumping into ministry. We want to help them get through college. We want to see revived Church that we helped them get into the building. And you know what? They want to do some remodeling. Guess what they want to do? This is awesome. They want to remodel. They want to add an outdoor entrance to their building. A room that can be a heating room. So in the winter people can come into a room. Their goal would be all hours. Whenever it might be. They can come and they can warm up. They can come and, and just experience the love through heat. That sounds like this chapter right here. Right? They can go. That They can have showers in. They want to put showers for the homeless. You know how hard it is if you're homeless to take a shower? That's pretty tough. Where are you going to do that? They want to have it so homeless people can come. And they can get a shower. They can take care. And a big part of their goal is then to help them walk through a process of getting a job. But you know what's hard to get a job if you haven't had a shower? It's really tough. Because all of us are judgy and say, well, you're dirty, so you can't. And it's like, well, I just don't have availability. I need... What we can take care of someone's physical needs. Of warmth, of a shower, of care. And we get to be a part. We want to join with Revive Church. right? Projects. We've already been able to give over $11,000 to Ukraine Relief. A part of Convoy of Hope. Our our global uh, response. And then the national church. Thank you for being willing. And more this year as we go. We want to bless Heartland as we continue to see students go and experience Jesus there. In fact, a bunch right up here, uh, we had, I think, six of our students that feel called into ministry that were there this weekend on Friday night and Saturday, who uh, to a called weekend, 150-some students that feel called into the ministry that were at Heartland. We get to be a part every time we support and send students to camp. And you know, some that I love, they talked about that there was on the Friday night, they said, if you received your call to ministry in this room, so in the, the sanctuary at Heartland, and I, it, it's always hard, I wasn't in the room, but over 50%, maybe even way more than that is what I've been told. Of the kids in that room, 150, were called into ministry in a space that we helped initially provide, in a space, and new spaces that we're gonna help continue to supply. We get to be a part of seeing our world change. We get a part, right, some things you gotta do, carpeting in the foyer, carpet here. But you know what I'm excited about? Is giving money away and saying, Lord, how are you gonna use what we get to be a part of? Right, the question, did we take care of the king? God is the great father and the way to delight the heart of God is to help his children. And my prayer is that as a church we do that. But not only, not only I write a check and I'm done. But Lord, every day, every hour of my life, is there somebody I can encourage? Is there someone I can build up? Is there someone I can just share your love with? And not only, which is the most important your word... But Lord, maybe it comes with a glass of water and some food and some clothing, some lodging. Maybe it comes with a visit. Lord, help us to do that. Because when we care and take care of the heart of the Father, his people, he's going to be pleased with us. He's so good. He loves us. He cares for you. Verse 40. The king will answer, truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. You did it to me. There's nothing like that. Yesterday we were uh, here. We had a a, uh, awesome time with our church cleanup day. We put out 300 bags of mulch. We had, I think, over 30 people that came, which thank you if you were here with us. And you know, as I was thinking about that, we had kids, I think, from six years old to people, I believe, in their 80s, all different age levels, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was uh, just a glimpse of heaven. Like, it was so cool what the church should be about. And then I'm thinking this morning, we have people that are greeting, people that are passing stuff out, people that are in kids' ministry. On Wednesday night, there's girls' ministries, there's Royal Rangers. I was talking to Tiffany Crosby uh, in the first service. She's like, I'm so sorry, I didn't get to come yesterday. And I'm like, how about this? You just enjoy the rest that she had. She said, I just needed a day of rest. Yesterday, she got a rest. And you know what? When the church comes together, sometimes we get a rest. Sometimes we get to be a part. Some of us are going to be royal family kids campers this summer. Some of us are going to do youth camps or kids camps. Some of us are going to be a part of kids ministries. Some are going to be a part of worship teams. All of us are going to be here next week for the egg hunt, though, just to be sure. All of us, right? But we all get to do our part. And when we all do our part... Everything's accomplished because everyone has a role, a job, a responsibility that God would give and we get to see it happen. Everything gets taken care of. And I believe when the church does the the church's job outside of the walls, that the church can and should and will do way more than what we see right now. When we are his hands and his feet and we're taking care of the lost, we're loving people, we're doing whatever he would call us for the least. Mm, Come on, something special is about to happen. Kenji, if you could make your way back up here as we head towards home. The, The part of this that always gets me, each of these in Matthew chapter 25, is the end part. And I think it's so important to realize, Lord, help us take care of the king. But also, with that, Lord, don't let indifference be anything that we're a part of. Why, the last few verses... Are so clear. Then he will say to those on the left. Depart from me. You cursed into the eternal fire. Prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry. And you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer saying. Lord when did we see you hungry or thirsty. Or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison. And did not minister to you. And you answer them saying, truly, I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Recently, Avery, my second daughter, we were having a conversation and somehow we got on the fact of just people because it, it like as a burden to her that are begging on the side of the road. And there was a lady that uh, I haven't seen her in a while, but she would stand at one specific corner and she would just sob the whole time she was standing there and I'm going to be real that's not my I don't know that just doesn't do it for me I'm always like just look the other way sort of a thing and my daughter said well I know I told somebody that you would never ever stop and give somebody money or do whatever on the side of the road and I was like oh boy that's probably not what I want my daughter to think of her dad is, you know, he would never do that. That's beneath him or whatever her feeling in her little mind is. And you know, I don't know how to differentiate. I don't know how to know if someone's legit. I know people come to the church all the time for money. And if you follow it down, most of them are not legitimately in need. That's what they do is they go church to church to church and they do that. But what about the ones who are legitimately in need? How do we know? How do you know what you should do? How do we know when we should give a five or a 20 to somebody and when probably not the, we don't, right? So often we don't. But I've been praying the last couple weeks and as this has just been burning in my heart and my prayer is, Lord, I don't want to get to heaven and realize, you know what? God asked me and he called me to do little things that I am above. That's how I act. But Lord, I, I gave money at church, so I don't need to do that. Or Lord, I do this, so I don't have to do this. No, Lord, would you help me to have an open heart? When you give me wisdom, I really don't want to pay for someone's drugs or whatever. You know, that's what I always say to myself. But Lord, I'd much rather go to an extreme in helping people and loving people and caring for people. So Lord, would you open my heart would you open our hearts? Lord, would you give me wisdom when I should give something or when I shouldn't? Lord, would you show me when I should go the extra mile for someone that it doesn't seem like they, should, they deserve it, whatever that means, because of their choices? Anybody else, think, or am I the only one? If I'm the only one, right? Thank you, I got one hand, right? Lord, help me, because I want to love people, and I want it to be the natural inclination of my heart to love and to care and to pour out what I have. The love of Jesus in me over anything else. And I don't know what that means every minute. And I don't know what that means. Feels like every corner in certain areas you could give money to someone. And that's probably not realistic. But Lord, what am I supposed to do personally? I know that when we come together as a church family, we're able to give $550,000 away. And that's amazing. A miracle, truly a miracle. I know that when we all participate, something mighty can happen. And I pray it's not something that stays in this room. I pray it's something that then we go and we live the same way outside of these walls. We feed and we clothe and we give water and we visit. We visit the prison. We do the things that that maybe others wouldn't want to do. And maybe sometimes we don't even want to do. We start to let God's heart become our heart. And all of a sudden, that's what we're here for. To care and to love and to make make difference. We can't afford to be indifferent towards Jesus and his return. Matthew 25 makes it clear. We can't afford to be indifferent towards the Holy Spirit who makes us ready for the return of Christ. Lord, help me look more like you. We can't afford to be indifferent towards the resources that God has given us. We are so, so blessed. We can't afford to be indifferent towards the needy people all around us. We can't afford to be indifferent towards lost humanity. That will stand in judgment one day. We have a responsibility and today as your pastor, I wanna encourage you, what's that mean? What's that look like in your life? Let God speak to you. Cause I want all of us to get to heaven and God say, well done, well done, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Welcome into the joy that I have prepared. Welcome into what I have done and prepared for you. I don't want any of us to get there and be like, you didn't even give me a cup of water. You're like, but I gave, I did. I." Yeah, but you didn't care for those less fortunate. I'm praying that God will lead us and guide us. As a church this morning, I believe that we're going to keep going. And in, when we came in this morning, we passed out a card to ushers If you could make your way to the front If you did not get one, or if you need a pin, we have ushers coming forward. You can grab one just as they come to the front. You can turn around uh, and just raise your hand, and they will take care of you. They'll get you a pin or a thing. But on the back of this, I want to give us an option or some some options. In fact, it's up on the screen this morning. And there's some in the room that maybe you're part. You can go ahead if you need one of these pins or a card. Just raise your hand as they come back. That would be great. If you have not started partnering with Radiant Life Church. That means you are not actively giving. I would, uh, through radiant.family slash give or a check in the box, whatever method it would be, maybe weekly, bi weekly, monthly, whatever. I want to encourage you would you jump in and begin? Would you come and be a part of what's going on here at Radiant Life Church? That you'd start to give on a consistent basis. You could put begin for many in the room, a lot in the room. You just put continue. You could just check that off. Maybe you're like, I, I've been giving, or maybe I just want to jump in. The principle of tithing is so clear throughout the word of God. There's a blessing that comes when we test God, when we try God, when we give. And I believe that you can live so much better on 90% when you give 10 to God. I believe he does it over and over and over again. Maybe you say, I want to start tithing. In fact, if you say, that's a little bit of a stretch for me, but I'll try it. If you tithe for 90 days, consistently if you get to the end of 90 days and you say you know what I think I'm good I'll uh I'm good I want my money back we'll write you a check for all of your money back because we believe so much in the principle of tithing that if you do it you'll be blessed maybe financially maybe you'll get a raise and maybe right in that 90 days that might not be it but I believe in relationship in your life in your joy and your happiness, because when we say yes to God, he opens up new realms that we don't even know are there before. He opens up new future. So I wanna encourage you, maybe some people, you need to start tithing. You can put begin or continue. Maybe you're already doing that, you can jump in. And two areas where you can put down a number today. Or if you'd say, I wanna be a part of faithfully supporting our missionaries. Well, it's gonna be 80 missionaries and mission organizations. If you say, that's me, I wanna take care of the least of these here, and our missionaries right in Columbus, and then all around the world, would you put what number you're going to give into missions this year? If you're already giving, you might say, hey, I give this amount, 10, 20, 100, whatever it is, a week, a month, a, a whatever. You can write that down, the total for the year, 12 months from now. Maybe you've already given, and you're, you are, and you're going to just bump it a little. You say, I feel God's asking, and Rachel and I, we feel that uh, God is blessed, and we're going to start giving 15 more a month to missions than we have been giving, or a week, I'm sorry, 15 a week to missions, because we believe in it. We're going to rate Lord Jesus, and I believe he'll take care of any lost Starbucks that we can't drink with the 15 bucks, right? It's well worth it. Lord Jesus, stretch us beyond where we've been. To where you'd have us to be. The other area is if uh, maybe you'd say, I want to be a part of some of those legacy gifts. I want to be a part of seeing revived Church. I want to be a part of Villages Church uh, starting and those co- outreach costs and startup costs. I want to be a part of projects throughout the year. Maybe you say, you know, what? I really value carpet and you want to pay and help supply carpet for our building. Praise God. We're going to be putting it in. We'd love to have you jump. In that, If you say, I'm going to be doing that this t- next 12 months and I'll give in a legacy way, over and above, tithe, giving, offering, then you can write that number down. If you notice on this card, there's not a name. This is between you and God. We're going to have you turn it in so we can kind of collect that. But there's no name. We don't know who because it's you and God. This isn't, we're not coming after you if you don't do what you put on the card or at all. But I believe that when we step into God and we say, Lord, I'm going to take care of you, you just never know what he's going to do in fact i am not a prosperity crazy person but i believe so strongly that if you test god and if you're faithful with what god has given you he will take care of you 100 like there's no doubt about it and maybe you're in a spot where your life is it's a struggle i want to encourage you you start being faithful with your finances he might just turn that whole thing around whatever's going on in your life this is a discipleship thing to me. It's not about money, but it's a discipleship, a heart thing. Let God lead you. Let God guide you. And whatever he would ask you to go for it, try him and watch him blow you away. And then we're going to take the next few minutes. Pastor Sarah, she's going to uh, sing a, a, just a quick song. And I want to encourage you today. Let God speak. Maybe what you're going to write down. But also, would you let him speak? What's this, what should this look like as you leave this room in your community? Is there somebody that he's turned your heart to this morning that maybe you came in and they don't like you, you don't like them, but now you're like, oh man, Lord, soften my heart. Let me love a a brother or sister. Let me love someone that isn't doing maybe what they should be, but Lord, I'm gonna do what I should do. Why would I let them not doing make me not do? Lord, I'm gonna love people in a new way. God is good. He's got you. He loves you. So, Lord, this morning, as we turn our heart to you and close this time, as we sing a song, Lord, I pray that you would speak, maybe to challenge some people that have never been consistent givers in a church, maybe don't even understand why, but I pray that if this is for them, that you would speak and you would make it clear, and that as we are faithful as a church, Lord, we'd be able to say again next year, wow, we were able to do so many things, not because of a word or a plaque or any of that stuff, but because it's people represented that know you now, that didn't know you before. It's people represented that that have been fed and clothed and taken care of. And, Lord, we're going to do it individually in our community, but I'm so thankful that we get to come together and pull our resources to see big projects and big things take place that I know I couldn't do by myself. But with my brothers and sisters in the room, Lord, we together can see our world changed and transformed. We can see missionaries sent all over the world. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Before we sing this song, I want to say one more thing. This week, as I was preparing, I got an email from uh, the, I just forgot the name of Pregnancy Health, Heartbeat International, thank you. Uh, they're over in our network office, and they really help with abortion and help help people just not do that. But something specific that I, I uh, got this email from is it's about this new thing where people can get abortions at home just by getting pills basically mailed to them. And what a tragic thing, but Heartbeat International, they have, and this is absolutely amazing, they have a pill that you can take within, I think, 72 hours that reverses that abortion pill. And so they've been able to save over 3,000 babies by sending these pills out, getting these pills to people, where then it reverses the abortion pills that are able to be given. And we're going to partner with Heartbeat. We personally have, as a church, we've done a lot of things with them. But we're going to start monthly supporting them. Because every day, they talk to hundreds of people, 150 plus people, that are walking through a place where they're thinking about getting abortion. They walk with people that maybe have been or have had an abortion to love them and care for them. It's not about what was before. It's about today. How can we see life? And we get to do things like that. Be a part of supporting ministries and organizations that we don't even know most of the time what's going on. But 3,000 babies have been saved through these pills and more every day. It's happening more and more. Church, when we come together and we support what God is doing, we're helping the most least fortunate, a baby that's in a womb, to be able to come and have a life We're able to help people all over this world, whatever their economic level is. We're able to share the love of Jesus. We're able to take care of people. That's what we're going to be about. So as we just take a couple minutes here, sing through this song, let God speak to you today to fill out that card, but maybe as you go, what you can do in your community. this morning. Let's stand together. Let's sing this together. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful that you are so good, that we get to come and lay it all down before you. Lord, the, just the blessings you've given, we get to pour back out to you. We're thankful that you are worthy. You already came. You died on a cross after living a sinless life. Lord Jesus, you never sinned one dime. We came and fathom, Lord, you are so pure. You're so holy. Lord, you died for us as the sacrifice. You rose again. We're gonna be celebrating here over the next couple weeks, Easter, God. You came back and then you ascended to heaven and sit at the right hand of the Father. Lord, you're worthy and we give you all of us. And Lord, I pray you would send us out this week to make a difference in our world. I pray you would send us out, Lord, to do little things, to smile at someone. Maybe that just needs a smile. Maybe to encourage someone. Maybe, Maybe it's to actually just pay for someone's food or get somebody some drink. Lord, we don't know. Whatever it is, you lead us. And Lord, I pray we would say yes to you make it the natural inclination of our heart not because we had some big plan but lord because our heart is to love like you love us so Lord, we thank you and praise you bless each one today let us go in your power your authority and Lord, we pray that what you would pour into this place in a financial way in a, a talent way lord and all of us coming together lord let us be used to see your kingdom come Lord, let us be used to see churches launched, people come to know you, those fed and clothed and given places to live. Lord, our missionaries all around the world to take the gospel. Lord, we pray for Ukraine and all the missionaries around there and the churches, the national church. God, we pray for all of the refugees. Lord, we pray that many would experience you even in this horrible time for them. Lord, your love, your peace, through water, through clothes, through food. Lord, through your church being your church. Lord, we pray for a great great many people coming into relationship to, with you in this dark time, God. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you. And Lord, we ask you that this week as a billboard's on a on the road, as Facebook ads are going, Lord, as we take cards, as we leave, as we invite, Lord, we pray for many people to come next week who are not a part of a church, who are not a part of your kingdom. They're, they're not following you, but Lord, we pray that when they leave next week, they would have heard the gospel. So Lord, we pray that many, many, many people would come. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you. You're so good. You are so good, Jesus. You're so good. Help us say yes to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here. I just mentioned Facebook. If you're on Facebook, would you do something really easy? Would you go to Radiant Life Church Facebook, go to the event for the egg hunt, and share it? Just share it on your thing, invite some of your friends. You can go and invite as well. Get them, let them know. That's an easy, non-threatening way to invite people to be a part next week or this week, the Easter one will be coming out as well. Be sure to do that. Also, right after service today, party with the pastors in the glass room will be here. If you are new to the church, you've never been to a party with the pastors, never met Pastor Rachel and myself or been there, please join us five minutes right after service. You can join us right, right now. It'll only take five minutes. We'd love to get to know you. Love you all. Have an amazing day. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. Party with this pastor begins right now.